Um, yeah, well, I think <clears throat> I think we uh, we really underestimate the rigidity or um, narrowness or limited range of most people's thinking about most everything that we consider deep and important. So we we consider uh, understanding the self, understanding purpose of life, understanding the universe understanding the principles of the path or the principles of healing and growth and development. We understand uh, enlightenment and the uh, development process um, uh, somewhat, and we, and we consider those things important. Most people understand them far less and consider them not important. And most people who have any thoughts about any of those core topics or principles, I think they're core topics about human the purpose of life or the the, the the way of, of living a meaningful, important life, important to oneself and one's one's being, uh, we would consider, I, I mean, we consider them important. Most people um, would consider those topics off, off their radar, not even in the field of their awareness or, or acknowledgement of, of what, what life's about. So thinking about life is not important to their life. Uh, understanding life deeply is not important to their life. <laughs> Living their life is important. Meanwhile, they live it thoughtlessly or with very shallow thinking. That's just norm, normative. That's normal, seems to me. Because if you push anybody to talk about things, they can't talk about anything, uh, any of those major principle themes of, um, uh, you know, the um, examined life that's worth living, right? So the quote, the unexamined life is not worth living. I forgot one philosopher said that. Uh, so we examine deeply, somewhat, um, principle, core principles of life, which means purpose and uh, value and the ways of positive development and um, higher, m higher meaning and uh, all sorts of uh, principles. Most people don't think about those at all. And if they ever, if you catch them and ask them to share their perspectives on them, they'll be hurt or upset or angry or confused generally. And that's the world we live in. And that's the majority of people walking around, you know, uh, brushing shoulders with us. That, that's who we're living with. And we don't know it generally because we don't think about that. Uh, that's the mental... Uh, basis or the mental condition overall, the overall mental condition associated with 3D repeating, 3D recycling. That's why they're recycling, because their mind is focused um, on mind-body uh, with an eye to um, practicality and comfort rather than significance uh, and deeper comprehension. They really want to make things work and get comfortable and keep things comfortable physically, emotionally, mainly. And <clears throat> focusing on comprehension is just not important to them. It's just not important. You know, you know that. You, you, you know, friends and family, we see that everywhere. Generally, friends and family, even we like them, they like us, we care, they care. But they don't want to go there. Uh, so we don't. But I think people are far more limited in their understanding um, then we realize it's a little scary, actually, when you push into it, meaning when I push somebody 
to talk about their views of, of anything um, weighty, which we think spiritually, metaphysically weighty, uh, weighted, important or heavy. Um, it's very upsetting for people to be pushed into it generally. Even religionists <clears throat> can't talk about uh, what they expect for death. <laughs> they don't want to. It's scary. And so talk about ghosts. There are a lot of people who say, oh, ghosts, oh, I don't believe that. Or some people just say, oh, that's scary. Don't talk about that. And so <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a feature of the 3D repeater psychology to me, I think, that um, comfort is valued above understanding. And for those that have not made great effort, because it does take pretty great effort, uh, which means day in, day out, day in, day out, try and understand. And those who have not done that or don't do that, um, going into that is considered very uncomfortable. And so they won't want to go there because it's uncomfortable. And then, you know, do they not go there because it's uncomfortable um, or because they simply consider it unimportant? Well, both. <laughs> Is it, do they call it unimportant because it's too uncomfortable and they want, don't want to face their pain or their fear? Or um, do they simply consider it unimportant and it bothers them to be talking about something unimportant like it might bother us to be talking about what we consider unimportant? But either way, whether, whichever is the chicken or the, or the egg, but there's discomfort and there's avoidance and there is um, uh, lack of, there, there is um, immaturity, the I immaturity of, of comprehension. Comprehension remains uh, stunted, undeveloped. Uh, and that's really uh, the world in which we're walking. Yeah, the, I mean, defense mechanisms, that, that's another topic that I could, that, that is sort of uh, <clears throat> on the shelf for a later uh, series of talks. And uh, why, why are there defense mechanisms? In psychology, um, the one basic explanation, uh, which I never really understood and then finally got at some point years ago, which is... Defense mechanisms prevent uh, experience of anxiety, or they uh, prevent the person from falling into um, discomfort of significant anxiety. Anxiety about what? Well, it's basically anxiety uh, about that would come from certain feelings or certain thoughts or perspectives in mind or mental mental changes. Uh, including views that I think are scary or views that make me doubt my own views, <laughs> ideas that make me doubt my beliefs, uh, and there's discomfort. And so that's where it is when um, we talk to somebody and we start to see that they're very uncomfortable. That discomfort um, is associated with anxiety or or. Um, a basic uh, mm, base, basic uh, unsettledness of mind. Something's discordant. Something's uh, jarring or uh, dissonant. Not harmonious. Disharmony in mind. Disharmony. And um, that's just the way it goes. <laughs> uh, meaning uh, the only 
way we can grow through the only way we can grow is to face the anxiety and the um, worry and the discomfort uh, that comes from continuing to meet new ideas whatever they may be about the you know the world or about the self um, that somehow um, are dissonant with our beliefs or our perspectives as they are now and that's you know an aspect of facing the shadow that's what that's what that's part of what it means or the entry uh, most people just don't do that and so to have a group to have groups to have uh, this kind of regular feature um, where we look deeply at deep ideas <laughs> again and again and keep questioning our own and learning and refining uh, in general no one wants to do that <laughs> even groups that are religious and spiritual generally keep recycling the same beliefs and they don't necessarily keep integrating and keep learning and keep refining and keep purifying their view <clears throat> very few people think that's important and so that's their choice but they end up with a very the very small um, range of uh, perspectives and um, Know, the space of mind is is uh, constricted constricted space of mind uh, a smaller space of mind so it it's um yeah i mean i have that experience too and uh, <clears throat> i remember i think I could, maybe a couple of years ago it just got clear to me uh how unusual it is what we're doing what we're doing is really unusual. <laughs> we're we're not locked into a single doctrinal dogmatic system. We're not coming out of one religion and only going into that. We're going into multiple religions, philosophies, spiritual perspectives, psychological principles, uh, world processes, uh, and trying to trying to learn and understand more deeply many many things that we consider important and there are many things that are important outside you know the philosophy of any one religion um, and so uh, it's a very free form um, um, unlimited in a sense open-ended uh, ongoing um, play uh, group discussion about uh, whatever we consider important personally and collectively or personally uh, and in relation to the collective and the universe uh, of of learning deeply sharing <clears throat> sharing and learning uh, week after week after week indefinitely in an open-ended way there really aren't <laughs> there that doesn't happen there, there, that's not going on nearly anywhere in the world <laughs> actually <clears throat> I mean there are study groups in the world there are religious you know Bible studies classes and classes and groups of all religions and all um, philosophies and uh, there are schools of psychology and self-help 
but all of them <clears throat> um, keep themselves more or less confined to the teachings of their system. We're not looking at the teachings of one system. We're looking at the teachings of many systems and many thinkers, many perspectives, wherever there may be truth, wherever, wherever important truth may be found, wherever principles and important truth may be found. And that's just, <clears throat> it's relatively unheard of in this world <laughs> to, to have the perspective of, uh, I want to consider uh, perspectives on truth or reality or life uh, wherever they may be found so long as they're important. And what's important to one is not important to the other, <clears throat> but um, if it's important to one and the person's respectful, <laughs> which we are, uh, it's just fine here. If it's important to one and not to others, that's okay. But in general, we keep finding what's important to all of us or what's important, what we share, uh, you know, our shared values regarding important uh, focus or topics for consideration. And so uh, that kind of open-ended, very non, uh, non-doctrinal or non-dogmatic, uh, um, open-ended, very free-form, uh, <clears throat> group process week after week after week um, is nearly un unseen in this world. <laughs> it's that it's very rare, and so <clears throat> uh, it, it's and what happens is it's similar to uh, going uh, you know above the speed limit on the on the highway, while most everybody else is way under the speed limit. Uh, in the end. <laughs> What happens is you, you, you end up very far away from most folks. Uh, the distance, the, the gap between us and them, in terms of consideration or understanding, um, keeps growing. And it may be good for us personally, but it's not good for us personally, interpersonally, or in the interpersonal. It's, uh, you know, for our own soul evolution, maybe a great thing. It should be. It, I think it is. But in terms of our well-being interpersonally, uh, it can lead to real estrangement and uh, a sense of the more I learn, the less I can share, or the more I learn, the less they understand me. That's for damn sure. Maybe we can share more. The more I learn, the more I can share. Mm -hmm. But the more I learn, um, the less of it they can get, <laughs> and the less of it they want in fact, not that anyone's better, but it's like uh, uh, they've eaten from a small bowl all their lives, and um, they come into my room and they see a, a sideboard table with uh, 50 different dishes of food. <laughs> and they say, oh my God. I can't handle it. I want to just go back to my bowl. I don't know what to choose. Or, I've never had most of those food. Or, how do I eat those? <laughs> they say. Uh, how do you eat that? Or, what does that taste like? Or, wow, I didn't know there were so many foods or ways of preparing. Uh, and they go back to their single bowl. <laughs> because 
It's familiar and easy. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, you can just say, you, you can, I think, observe um, subtle defense mechanisms at work in uh, his or anyone's um, easy uh, or, or um, uncritical acceptance of uh, an easy assumption. Simply unquestioning assumption, the, the, the adherence or belief in unquestioned assumptions, like it's incompetence, not malicious intention. They're incompetent, they're so stupid, they're so greedy. What's wrong with them? They're so dumb. Rather than they're trying to kill us <laughs> or depopulate. <clears throat> uh, unquestioned, uh, facile, F-A-C-I-L-E, which sort of means simplistic or easy, uh, assumptions. Uh, unquestioned, facile assumption. Meaning, of course they're stupid. Look how incompetent. Look what they're doing, how stupid they are. Well, it doesn't make sense, I guess. That, that uh, the, the act, you know, the decision or the phenomenon by which a person uh, ass makes that assumption and holds to it rather than consider another <clears throat> which would be actually much more threatening in this case, which is that they have deliberate malicious intention. Uh, is is evidence of defense mechanism uh, in play, in at work, in real time? Because it's too scary, as you say. It's too scary, it's threatening, <clears throat> it, it upsets their worldview, it upsets their well-being, it upsets their... Uh, the basis of their emotional security, the basis of emotional security, in many cases, is a worldview, self-view. <laughs> Where is it all based in? Uh, our well-being. It's based in our view, how we view the world and how we view others and how we view ourselves. So views of, of self and others and society and world, and therefore purpose and meaning, all those views make comfort or discomfort. And most people who are resistant to new ideas or metacognition, thinking about their thinking, or uh, self-criticism, meaning uh, I think I've been wrong here, or self-views, uh, views, um, views improvement, <clears throat> renovation of my views, improve, you know, clarification of views and understanding. People, anyone really, <clears throat> who's resistant to that, or whenever we are resistant to that, uh, I think it's generally a defense mechanism in play in real time, uh, avoiding the anxiety, the discomfort, and then furthermore the fear, and even um, uh, dread, even, uh, of the implications of the new ideas. The implications of the new ideas if you consider that, in fact, <clears throat> uh, the pharmaceutical industry has malicious intention to soft-kill and sterilize humanity, <laughs> that is a whole lot more uh, upsetting in its implications than that the idea that they're just incompetent and greedy. And so it's easier to handle the um, personal implications, the implications of them being incompetent and greedy are much easier to handle than the consequences of the view or belief or 
truth that they're deliberately um, toxifying humanity, sterilizing humanity on the way to a brave new world, uh, you know, um, totalitarian um, control system <clears throat> uh, of, of a you know dominated uh, slave race <laughs> on planet Earth. Right. Yeah. And uh, just to close that discussion about um, the dangers of truth, <laughs> the uh, threat of truth, the threat of truth is the implications or consequences uh, of um, certain ideas finally uh, accepted as true. And th there's that passage, quote, or, or dialogue from the movie The International, which I gave before, and I'll give here now and just close this discussion, where uh, the lawyer goes to New York DA with some damning information about a big banking conspiracy. She says, we're just trying to get to the truth. This I'll send the page. Um, we looked at this before, and I think that was a very deep movie. And the DA says, I get it. You know, she says, we're just trying to get to the truth. He says, I get it. But what you need to remember is that there's what people want to hear there's what people want to believe, there's everything else, and then there's the truth. And she says, and since when is that okay? I can't believe you're saying this to me. The truth means responsibility, Arnie. And he says, exactly, which is why everyone dreads it. And so the consequences of um, belief, belief, whether you believe, what, what you believe, whether it's true or not, right? Uh, I believe... Um, the sun, you know, uh, will, will rise every day, <laughs> or I'll wake up every morning and the sun will rise, more or less, whether they're clouds or not, uh, is very different, the consequences of that, than believing strongly that any day it may not, and will be plunged into endless darkness. So... Uh, the consequences of uh, the consequences of truth are basically its implications uh, on how I see my life or how I see myself. And uh, this phrase, the quote, "the the truth means responsibility." Uh, it's actually belief confers responsibility. What we believe um, automatically. Um, brings with it, I think, uh, a sort of recognized, you know, conscious or unconscious, uh, recognition that uh, I need to accord my life with this, or I will accord my life with this, or my life does accord or is in harmony with this belief, whether it's true or not, or how true doesn't matter. The responsibility is that... <clears throat> What we recognize to be true, which ultimately means uh, what, what, anyone, what anyone believes, um, confers this sense uh, of um, uh, inevitable consequences. If this is what I believe, therefore what I think is true, whether it's true or not, or how much truth there may be, regardless of that, it, it confers... it. it, it it brings with it comp consequences and implications. And so the implications of a belief or a truth 
are ultimately its consequences upon me and my life. And considering that that idea or information to be true um, means that I consider those consequences are, are, are really in play in my life, present, past, present, future, whatever. And that's the responsibility, which is to accord my life with the consequences or implications of what I believe. I believe this, it has consequences and implications, which I believe also then to be so, or true. Um, and whether I like it or not, however, I'm, I, I'm going to live my life. Uh, I do, we do live our life uh, in the consequences or implications of what we believe. And so, uh, generally people believe, uh, or much of what people believe, uh, brings them uh, a sort of emotional security from some sense that I know. And when someone challenges that, or new information challenges that, or someone's being called out and and being told, you know, your belief is mistaken, um, your belief is false, or not quite so, truth is not that, truth is something different or more than what you believe, uh, the implications therefore are changed, and the relative degree of accordance or concord between those implications of the new belief and the life I'm living um, don't match. The, 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 that uh, there's discord between how I'm living in accord with what I used to believe <laughs> or what I currently believe and what you're telling me is so that is different than what I've believed or believe now. And therefore there's this responsibility to concord, to make uh, accord between my life and the consequences of um, belief. This is very subtle actually. And most people ultimately feel that's just beyond them. <laughs> and they'd rather stay with their current beliefs because they are relatively living in accord with its consequences or implications and find some security or safety or, or certainty uh, and therefore emotional comfort or stability uh, from the, that arrangement, the arrangement of living my life in accord with the consequences or implications of the things that I already believe. <laughs> and telling me that they're wrong or uh, very significantly deficient or mistaken changes the whole configuration uh, of what now, how now I have to change myself or my life to accord with the, the changed implications or consequences of these new beliefs. And that's the responsibility that people don't want or dread, you know, which is why everyone dreads it, he says. Uh, dreading the needed changes of self and behavior, thinking, speaking, and acting, you know, thought, word, and deed, uh, that are needed to accord with the changed landscape of the changed or different implications and consequences of the new set of beliefs that are being offered or being considered, uh, that's uh, threatening. <laughs> uh, and so this the truth seeker um, is the one who is not only committed to truth, but uh, realizes the importance 
of um, flexibility and adaptability and um, uh, a sort of fluid mental process rather than a hardened, crystallized mental process whereby we remain open to new information. And so just like the idea, Ross said that for the positive entity, things come through them, while for the negatively oriented, their goal is for things to come to them and stay there, and they accumulate and they hoard and they uh, aggrandize the self by what they seek and obtain and gain and hold and keep for themselves only. It's a very different model um, of living. And so it doesn't it doesn't apply merely to the material, but also to the intellectual or the ideological or the mental. Meaning, uh, for the person who's really committed to the positive path, information comes through and um, we value the importance of, of remaining flexible and uh, fluid in mental constructions and view. <laughs> so, it's really quite critical. So, so, thank you for being here today. I hope you're well. Please take good care of yourselves and good night.